Hey there, my name is Jeff Finley, and this is the Maker Mistaker podcast. Today on the show, I'm bringing back April Hanna, and we're going to talk about the book Attached, about adult attachment styles and relationships and stuff like that. It's actually a really interesting book I just finished reading a couple weeks ago, and, and April read it too. And so if you're not familiar, April and I did another book review on The Truth uh, by Neil Strauss a couple episodes back. So check that one out if this one if you like this one. Okay, so just before I get into it, uh, a few updates for me. So uh, last week was Black Friday, and I decided to take my Wake Up VIP package, which was priced at $99. I decided to make it pay what you want. And to me, that's a permanent change. I'm going to just take it and say it is what you think it's worth. And there's a bunch of content that I created for the Wake Up VIP package. So it goes along with my book. It's like a bunch of videos and a quick start guide and like a morning routine customizable template and some interviews I did with some other people who would, you know, kind of what, what they do in their mornings. And also one of the people I interviewed was Hal Elrod, the author of The Miracle Morning. He's kind of like the guru of morning routines. Um, got a chance to interview him and that's in there too. And also there's a, the 30 day coaching program and there's a Skillshare class in there too. So all that stuff is available for pay what you want over at makermistaker.com slash wake up. And yeah, you can get it right now. So whatever you think it's worth, I kind of have a suggested price of 50 to a hundred dollars, but that's just kind of give you a ballpark estimate of what I've considered the value of it. And some of the books I'm currently reading right now, as I, as I mentioned, I just finished attached, but I'm also reading, um, trophy wife by Leandra Bain. It's actually, um, her sort of memoir book about coming out as a sex blogger with a disability. And so she's, to her, that or to me, that book is very inspiring because it's another person who's really authentic in her voice, and and for some reason, I'm just really attracted to the way that she writes. So I'm currently just starting that, and I just finished Outrageous Openness by Tasha Silver. It's a book about letting the divine take the lead, and it's actually really interesting about how to let go of your ego and your constant urgency to do things and putting it up to the magic of the universe. So if you like our synchronicity uh, podcast. This is a good book about synchronicity. And the last one I just got yesterday was a book by Osho. Well, actually, it wasn't. It's not a book. It's not audible. It's called Meditations on Tantra from Osho. It's kind of a spiritual look about life. But that's all the updates for me. So let's just get right into the book attached. April, hello. Hi. Good to speak with you again. Yeah, definitely. Glad to have you on the show. Absolutely. I think, yeah, I think this book almost coincides really nicely with the other podcast that we did together because Neil Strauss kind of talked about in so many ways, the different types of attachment styles. And I think we even spoke about that a little bit, but he didn't define it as clearly as this book does. Mm -hmm. But I was really intrigued by some of the insight that he gave and what he learned in therapy about how your childhood and the attachment to the parents can affect how you react in relationships. And I feel like this book kind of takes it the next step further. Yeah, it does actually. Yeah. Cause Neil talked about love avoidance and love addicts. And, and it, in this book, they don't really use those terms. They have anxious attachment and avoidant attachment. Right. Okay. Just a different wording. Yeah. Yeah, and so Neil uh, classified himself as a, an avoidant, right? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and you've got direct experience with an avoidant. You, what, what, what attachment style are you? Well, you know, I've had a couple of thoughts about this. Um, you know, in reading in reading this book, I think 
in some relationships, I would define myself uh, myself as anxious attachment. But then, you know, they also give a good description of secure attachment. And one of the questions that I would ask the author of this book, and I think I believe his name is Amar Levine. Amir Levine. Amir Levine. Or Amir, Amir Levine. Is I, you know, I just wonder, depending upon the person that you're in a relationship with and their attachment style, if you can take on different attachment styles with different people. Now, in this book, he says attachment styles are stable yet plastic, which means that you can, if you are anxious or avoidant, you can work more to a more secure attachment style. But I found it kind of funny when I was thinking about certain relationships that I was in that sometimes I would either find myself as secure or anxious. Yeah. And um, so... I don't know, but yes, I, I recently had my first relationship with an avoidant, and we'll go into some of the characteristics of that, and I would say it definitely triggered any anxious attachment style um, mm. that I have been battling with, And um, but this book really helped to clarify how, you know, no attachment style is good or bad. That's one of the things that he brings out in this book, you know, yeah. that if you're secure, anxious, or avoidant, that that's all okay. The goal is to eventually try to move more towards a secure attachment style so you have more peace in your relationships, but that neither the anxious or the avoidant is bad, but you need to understand and learn when that attachment style gets activated within you, and then also he helps you to identify what some of your protest behaviors are when it does get activated. And then depending upon the person that you're in a relationship with, if, if they're activating your attachment style, which then in turn causes your behaviors to happen, that you could also be activating theirs, which I found really interesting too. Mm, yeah. So the book outlines three different attachment styles, anxious, secure, and avoidant. And just by the naming of them, you're like, well, I want to be secure. I don't want to be anxious or avoidant, right? Right. <laughs> um, but, like, I, I agree with what you said. I found myself, as I was reading the book, identifying with all of them in different ways. And I think that's probably pretty common. You'll, you'll see, I'll see some tendencies for, like, oh, I'm definitely anxious in this relationship or I'm definitely avoidant in that relationship and I'm definitely secure in this one. But it kind of... I want to ask the author that same question because I have qualities of all of them and I'll feel anxious up until a point and then all of a sudden I'll feel avoidant and it's like, wait a minute, this is like, I'm experiencing all of them in one relationship here. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, I liked in the early part of this book for people who are interested in like the science and brain, you know, they kind of, they talked about certain studies that were done on attachment styles and also discussing how, um, you know, in some ways, our partner can regulate our blood pressure, our heartbeat, um, our emotions when we're around people, but that there are different studies that they've seen and have done that can activate these attachment styles. And uh, one of the ones that I found really interesting, and I'm sure many people have seen this happen if they have any friends or if they have children themselves, is the strange situation test. Mm. And um, that's when they had a mother and a child in a room. And they would ask the mother to leave and there would be a stranger in the room. And then they would observe the child's behaviors and see how the child would react. And, and recalling it that the strange situation test basically was if the baby was developing an anxious attachment style, when the mother would leave, the child would cry, would go to the door, would have a really hard time being consoled until the mother came back in the room and then the baby would relax. 
Um, then you would have the secure attachment style where the baby would notice and would watch the mom leave the room and would recognize the stranger that was in the room, but then go back to playing. And that would be more of a, of a secure attachment style. And then the avoidant attachment style would almost be like the baby didn't even care or really notice that the mom left, never really looked up to acknowledge that the mom had left, wasn't, um, you know, disturbed by there being a stranger in the room and was just more focused on their toys. So yeah, I liked, or, like that. or maybe when the mom left, the, the child like said, finally, now I can play and be bad and do all the things I wanted to do. <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly. Um, yeah, the other thing that I really liked about this book, too, for anyone that likes to take quizzes, they do have um, a kind of like a survey in here of questions that mm -hmm. you can figure out what your attachment style would be. Oh, that's good. Do you have any, can you ask, uh, read any of the questions? Yeah, hold on one second. How long is the quiz? I wonder if we can just ask them. Yeah, it's, I think it's about 40 questions, oh, but, um, <laughs> yeah, pretty long. but, but I could read a few. Um, this questionnaire, basically it's based on the experience and close relationships questionnaire. And this was first published in 1998 by Kelly Brennan, Kathleen Catherine Clark and Philip Shaver, the same Shaver who published the original love quiz with Cindy Hazan. And basically what they did was they took this quiz and tried to modify it a little bit better to work more in an everyday life to figure out what your attachment style is. Mm. So in this questionnaire, there are about 40 statements. And if you found this to be true, then you would write down the letter A, B, or C. And you kind of need to see a picture of this because, um, like, the first question is, I often worry that my partner will stop loving me. And there's a little small box under the column A. And if that question was true for you, then you would check that off and you would write the letter A down. And basically, you're tallying up all of your A, Bs, and Cs. And whatever letter you score highest in defines your attachment style. So yeah. um, do, you want, do you want me to read a couple of these, Jeff? Yeah, I think it'd be helpful. Okay. And I'll actually tell you what the attachment style is, um, and then we can maybe go in and define for the listeners what how they describe the anxious attachment, the secure, and the avoidant attachment style to be after this quiz, if you'd like to do yeah, that. Yeah, that sounds good. Okay. So um, one of the first questions, like I'll read it again, I often worry that my partner will stop loving me. If this is true, this is a sign of an anxious attachment style. Mm. I find that I bounce back quickly after a breakup. It's weird how I can just put someone out of my mind. If that's true for you, that's more of an avoidant attachment style. I find it easy to be affectionate with my partner, would be the letter B, which is secure attachment. This one was interesting. I don't feel the need to act out much in my romantic relationships. And if that is true for you, that would be in secure attachment. And I've done this this quiz with a few of my clients since reading the book and some people said well what does that mean what does it mean to act out and as you read more in this book and if you're more of the anxious style 
attachment, uh, you might actually pick fights or you might go into what they described as protest behavior of, you know, feeling really nervous and worried that a person hasn't texted you all day or called you. They're not thinking about you. And then finally, when you hear from them, you decide to wait an hour to respond to them just to kind of like get back at them or start an argument and a fight and say, well, what took you so long? I sent you three texts and kind of picking fights would be more of the anxious attachment style. But if you <laughs> yeah. don't feel the need to act out much in romantic relationships, you be more of a secure attachment. Um, a couple of more to describe an avoidant attachment would be my independence is more important to me than my relationships. I prefer not to share my innermost feelings with my partner. I find it difficult to depend on romantic partners. Hmm. I prefer casual sex with uncommitted partners to intimate sex with one person. And this one I think is pretty classic. I miss my part partner when we're apart, but then when we're together, I feel the need to escape. So those wow. are just some examples of the avoidant. <laughs> and then for the anxious, um, some characteristics would be, I worry that if my partner leaves me, I might never find someone else. During a conflict, I tend to impulsively do or say things I later regret rather than be able to reason about things. Hmm. If I notice that someone I'm interested in is checking other people out, it makes me feel depressed. I think about my relationships a lot. I tend to get very quickly attached to a romantic partner. So those mm. are just some characteristics. So oh, do you right. want to do you want to actually read for the people what it means if they're anxious, secure, or avoidant? Yeah. Do you have the definition handy? Because I had it on audiobook. <laughs> oh, you did? Oh, okay. I thought you had the book. Yes. Okay. Well, I, I can continue to read if you like. Yeah. Maybe, well, maybe... well, actually, let me ask you. Um, yeah. What is your attachment style? Do you have, do you, which one do you resonate with most? I think in the past it would be anxious attachment style. Yeah. Yeah. I think for me, it's so funny because I thought I was, I was anxious when I actually I took the quiz. There's a, a quiz on their website. If you go to attachedthebook.com. They've got the the little the same quiz on there. You can determine your type. But I took it originally and had a particular relationship at the forefront of my mind, and then I ended up getting attached. That that was the uh, my result. And then I, as I read the book, I'm like, man, I really resonate with the avoidant, and that's probably because I had a different relationship on the forefront of my mind. So yeah. So what are the definitions like? Well, how does the book describe the the different styles? Yeah. And I think, you know, the more that you're working on yourself, like I do like to believe that, um, like they said in this book, that the attachment styles are plastic. Like you might find that, you know, you may be triggered in certain ways, but there is room and improvement to move more towards a secure attachment style. And I would say for myself personally, in the past couple of years of just kind of trying to take a break from some relationships and then having this experience with an avoidant partner and then really looking at my reaction in love, I've personally been working more towards the secure style because yeah. when you experience an anxious attachment for yourself, it feels very like all consuming. Um, you know, the relationship really is at the forefront. It's what you think about. It's what you talk about. It's you live, eat and breathe it. And that's not always healthy. You know, you kind of you need to be able to move in the world with more confidence. And, you know, if somebody comes into your life, but you're loving yourself and you're feeling OK in your life, then it's just a bonus. If the, if another person comes in, and you fall in love with them. It, You know, it shouldn't be necessarily based on a need like you need a person to be there. 
Yeah, yeah. And I think this is what I have to caution people is um, when they read it and they determine like their style or their type that to not really feel like that's who they are. You know, it's just kind of a maybe who they are in that place, that time and place. And they're, they're always fluid and they're always changing. I know for me, yeah, I resonate with a lot of what the anxious attachment and the avoidant is. But honestly, if I took a cold, hard look, I am pretty secure because sure, I might have anxious feelings if a partner is like not texting me for all day and I'm not like, used to them texting me. I'll feel anxious and need to feel like I need to connect with them, like just to kind of get reassured that things are okay. Um, or think, you know, that maybe, or maybe if I said something to them and they haven't texted me back and as in, in response, I might think like, man, did I offend them or something like that? But honestly, it's, I feel secure in it. Like, okay, well, she must be busy or I'm not going to get worried about it. I'll go on with my day. And then sure enough, nothing was even wrong. So, and same thing with the avoidant, you know, I'll, I'll resonate with a lot of the avoidant things and feeling like I might, oh no, like this person, I can tell they really like me, but I don't really share the same feelings for them. And all of a sudden I do get a lot of anxiety when I feel like the other person wants to be in a more of a relationship, a more of a committed relationship than I do. Do you ever, do you find that you have those avoidant uh, tendencies too? Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, even more so just kind of getting back into the dating scene. And, um, you know, I, I found myself to be more avoidant recently as, you know, going on dates and meeting people and just kind of feeling eh about it. And then, you know, they would want to go out again or they were, you know, you could tell off the bat that they were feeling a little more interested or maybe they felt more of a connection and a click. And I just wanted to like avoid my phone, trying to figure out how, how mm -hmm. do I ask for space already? And it's only been a couple of dates. And, yeah, uh, exactly. And I, you know, and I don't know if it's just because I'm, I'm now more comfortable in the single life and I really enjoy my time and not having it being dictated by other people. So I feel, you know, in this transition, I am sitting more in an avoidant uh, style in some ways where I don't know if I really want my my world to change that whole, you know, a whole lot. I kind of like my autonomy, which yeah. is another thing that they speak about. Yeah. Yeah, one of the things that really hit it for me was anxious attachment is rooted in the fear of abandonment and avoidant is rooted in the fear of loss of independence or loss of freedom. Mm -hmm. And secure, well, they just have everything going for them, right? <laughs> <laughs> They're just like, hey, life's great, whatever, you know, <laughs> right, come I know. go. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so let me read for you and the listeners just a little bit. They're pretty small paragraphs, but. Yeah. Um, the anxious attachment style, so if you scored in this test with a bunch of A's, you would be the anxious attachment style. And it says you love to be very close to your romantic partners and have the capacity for great intimacy. You often fear, however, that your partner does not wish to be as close as you would like him or her to be. Relationships tend to consume a large part of your emotional energy. You tend to be very sensitive to small fluctuations in your partner's moods and actions. And although your senses are often accurate, you take your partner's behavior too personally. You experience a lot of negative emotions within the relationship and get easily upset. As a result, you tend to act out and say things you later regret. If the other person provides a lot of security and reassurance, however, you're able to shed much of your preoccupation and feel contented. And one of the things that this book also highlights is that if you are an anxious attachment style or an avoidant attachment style, but you're dating somebody with a secure attachment style, your attachment style begins to become more secure. Oh, that's interesting. But, yeah. And the secure attachment style, the qualities that they bring out is being warm 
and loving in a relationship comes very naturally to you. You enjoy being intimate without becoming overly worried about your relationships. You take things in stride when it comes to romance and don't get easily upset over relationship matters. You effectively communicate your needs and feelings to your partner and are strong at reading your partner's emotional cues and responding to them. You share your successes and problems with your mate and are able to be there for him or her in the times of need. Mm. Yeah, that sounds more like me when I read that paragraph. At least mm-hmm. how I'm becoming, definitely, for sure. Yeah, and I can think of a couple of um, people that I dated in college, you know, looking back and saying, hmm, what kind of style were they? And I would say that a majority of the people that I have dated were secure. And if there was any anxiety that I was having or an anxious attachment style, I would say that I also felt very secure in the relationship because there was just something about their presence or the way that maybe they handled my emotions that really worked. and you know, allowed me to feel safe and feel like I could express myself. Whereas more in, in a relationship with an avoidant partner, that safety didn't feel like it was there. Kind of felt like I had to walk on eggshells around this person. If my feelings, you know, if I felt like I wanted to spend more time with them or if I missed them, it was, I was being too needy. Um, Mm. You know, my feelings would be downplayed. It would just, there would be more of an annoyance in the reaction from the avoidant rather than compassion and understanding and then you know what can we do to make this feel better oh yeah that's really good so what's the avoidant the avoidant is it's very important for you to maintain your independence and self-sufficiency and you often prefer autonomy to intimate relationships even though you do want to be close to others you feel uncomfortable with too much closeness and tend to keep your partner at an arm's length You don't spend much time worrying about your romantic relationships or being rejected. You tend not to open up to your partners, and they often complain that you are emotionally distant. In relationships, you are often on high alert for any signs of control or impingement on your territory by your partner. Yeah, definitely recognize some of those feelings, especially right now, because it's weird. My life situation, I'm just getting out of a 12-year relationship. So, I mean, like, we've been broken up for about a year Technically, I moved out uh, several months ago, but right now I definitely feel avoidant because it's like I have this newfound freedom that I'm actually getting to experience. And then, but I do like find myself falling in love with people and kind of wanting a relationship with them. But then as soon as I can tell that they want like a more committed relationship with me, like if I'm on a date with somebody and then they like want to keep me essentially, like take it to the next stage, I just immediately get like anxiety on that situation it's like uh i like you but like hold on a second like i'm just getting out here so i have this newfound freedom that i don't want i'm hypersensitive to anything controlling that right now but i have no i don't i don't have an issue with intimacy you know i love getting close to people now let me ask you do you think that some of the people that you're dating recently are they more of an anxious attachment versus secure attachment and that could Hmm. be what's activating the avoidance a little bit yeah, possibly. And it's interesting. It's interesting, too. It depends on how much I like them. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. it's like you said, if you're if you're not as interested in that other person and then you can tell they are interested in. I mean, that, that's going to cause you some sort of anxiety because you're going to have to say no or reject them or or somehow let them know or, or back out of the relationship or whatever. So you don't get involved too deeply. But is that a, is that indicative of a of a, have an attachment style there or is it just the fact that you know, you're sensing that you're not going to click, but. Right. Yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm sure that it's probably a little bit of a combination of both, but 
um, a part in the book where they talked about how basically they're saying that the anxious attachment style and avoidant attachment style relationship is one of the hardest to navigate. <laughs> That's so sure. mm -hmm. if you put those two attachment styles together, it's going to feel like a roller coaster ride. Um, you know, very often there's, you know, we're in love. Now we're breaking up. We're back in love again. Now we're breaking up again. It's, it's one of those relationships that has a tendency for very high drama and, so what they were talking about in the activation of each other's attachment style is that if you are anxious attachment and you're feeling like you need more intimacy and more closeness and you begin to express that in the relationship, the avoidant attachment style will become activated and feel like, oh my gosh, this person is too needy. They need too much of my time. I need more solitude. I need to be alone more. They need more for me than I can give. And then that starts to push them away. And then when the avoidant goes away, then the anxious attachment gets more and more anxious. And, but what's wrong? Did I do something wrong? You know, why don't you want to spend time with me? And then it becomes this battle because they're each needing something from the relationship that their attachment styles can't give the other. Oh, yeah. And that's one of the most common relationships because it usually starts off with a lot of passion. You know, there's a lot of because because I think the avoidant, they, it's not like they don't want to be with someone. They want to feel important. They want to feel needed. Right. They want to feel loved. Mm -hmm. So they love the anxious person's sort of, uh, you know, compassionate giving. You know, they're they're like the. They love being adored, but then as soon as they feel like the when well, when the anxious person's attachment style is going, they start to come across as needy, and that's the, the, the avoiding doesn't like that. But they definitely like to be appreciated and respected and, and admired a lot. So that's why they, it's like they find someone who gives them that, and then there's a ton of passion, and then they leave, and then they go away. There's like this push and pull, and it creates a lot of this like chemistry in a situation. But neither person is really happy. I think it makes people really interested. It's a very interesting you know, collection there. Right. So like an attack, an anxious person might not be attracted to another anxious person, or they might not be attracted to a, a secure person because it's just like, it's not triggering something within them. Right. They might. And, and I find that sometimes too, like in, you know, cause I, I work with a lot of couples in my practice and, you know, sometimes individuals will be coming in and they're discussing a lot of relationship issues and, you know, I've had some people come in and they find probably what would be considered a very secure attachment partner. And they say, but I'm bored. But I'm Just bored. Boring. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's like the person's really nice and he's really good. And, um, you know, and she's perfect for me and it's all that I've ever wanted. And now I have it. And it's kind of boring. Like they don't feel that passion. There isn't that drama that maybe that they're used to. And then here you have you know, a person that just kind of goes with the flow. And if you haven't quite worked on whatever those issues are of abandonment or the anxious attachment style and this and that, that this could feel just like a very boring, safe relationship. And the person begins to want to seek more. Yeah, that's a very good point. So April, um, you've got a personal story. Do you want to share anything about it? Sure, I can share some of it. Okay. Um, and maybe I'll, um, I can tie it to another part of the book where they talk about possible attachment principles at play. So mm. some of the things that right. happen. Um, now, like I had said, I, in, after reading this book, I think my most recent relationship was with a person that was very avoidant. And uh, when we first started dating, they kind of said, like, 
you know, I, I push people away. I don't think you really want to get involved with me. And I'm like, oh, no, no, no. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. <laughs> and it was a long distance relationship. This person lived about three and a half hours away, mm-hmm. which worked well for us because we were, were both very busy professionals. And he had his time to focus on work. I had my time. And then we would get together on the weekends. And he would go through these periods and he would use the word solitude and I need my solitude time and I just need to be alone. And Mm. there would be weekends where he would not want to get together and he would get very angry and very frustrated if I required that and wanted, wanted to be with him. And, you know, my thought was, well, we're already in a long distance relationship. Like I don't get to see you five days out of the week. And it's not like we're an hour away where we could, you know, meet for dinner or I can come over and watch a movie and then go back to my place we kind of were stuck in if we wanted to see each other it would be a weekend thing and he'd be sleeping over my place or I'd be sleeping over his and um you know so this this kind of pattern went went on and you know there would be like all of a sudden he'd get too close and then he would break off the relationship and his his um you know response would be that he was starting to feel too close that the intimacy was becoming too much and you know, he just, he just needed a break from it and couldn't really understand it. And then, then we would get back together. And then last year, I think we went on a week vacation. It was like a wonderful February trip. We rented some log cabins and had mm-hmm. fires out in the Adirondacks and we spent a whole week together. So I think we were both kind of thinking like, wow, okay, this is, might be what it feels like if we decide to make the next move to maybe move in with each other. Yeah. And I had a great week. <laughs> I was like, this is wonderful. I love it. And it felt so good to, you know, be able to sleep next to him, wake up to him every single day. And I just had a great time. And we get back home. We, you know, go to our separate houses. And then I don't hear from him for a couple days. And I'm kind of like, hey, what's going on? What's wrong? And he broke the relationship off after that trip again. It was like too much intimacy. And he just, I think he really couldn't handle it. And you know, there were certain things that he was like dissecting about me because sometimes I have a very active personality and I could be a little restless and I like to do things. I'm more of, you know, like, let's go, come on, what do we, what do we want to do next? And he would be more of a homebody, let, let me sit and watch TV. And there were a couple of days during this week where it was raining. So I got a little antsy. And, mm-hmm. and with his observation of that, he felt like, there's no way we can make it. You know, it's like if I had any type of flaws or if he saw any flaws in me, like that was it. I was not the person for him. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. that was one of the reasons why, you know, he broke off the relationship because I was too antsy and there's no way that this could work. And, um, and, and this book kind of talks about that where the, the avoidant attachment can find certain things to, I guess, nitpick in a way to convince them that it's not going to quite work, you know, for the person. So, oh, oh, yeah. so, so that, yeah, that's basically how the relationship went on and off. And it would be, he could maintain a relationship for about every three months. It was like clockwork. And then he would break up and he, he couldn't break up with me face to face. It couldn't be done over the phone. It would be done in a what I thought was a very childish way over texting. But as I read more um, about the avoidant attachment style and understand it is sometimes having that really deep conversation provides a level of intimacy that that they are looking to avoid or that at this point they really can't handle or maintain. So so then that makes sense. That's why he would why he break up over texting. (laughs) And then why you're anxious about it. (laughs) Right. Why didn't he call me? (laughs) 
And for a long time, I couldn't wrap my head around this. I'm like, who acts this way? What What is going on? Like, who does this at 38 years old? Like, we're adults, right? Can't we sit down and talk? Yeah. Um, so I found this book to be very helpful because, like I said, I had never experienced an avoidant attachment style. So I was bewildered by this relationship and really had a hard time accepting and understanding this person's behaviors and the way that I was treated. But this book really helped me to understand it. And so I would say to also, now I'm much more aware, not saying that any, any person I meet, I'm going to categorize them as, okay, what attachment style are you? Oh, you might be avoidant. See ya. But <laughs> right. I'm, a, I'm a little more aware of what, what some of those warning signs may be and how that could activate some you know, of the anxious attachment style in me. And I don't ever want to go through another relationship like that again. That just was not healthy. So, you know, in my, in my quest of relationship searching, I will definitely be looking for more of the characteristics of a secure attachment style. Yeah, that's for sure. So you read the book and then you had the opportunity to see him again. Having now that you know what you know, do you feel like you want to share any of that? Um, well, yep. So it, it's been about eight months and I hadn't seen him and he asked to see me um, after he recently had confessed the reason why he dumped me over text and it's because he um, had intimate relations with another person and felt like he couldn't face me because that was like one of his big things. Oh, I'll never cheat, never cheat, never cheat, whatever. Um, but, you know, he couldn't do it in person. And then finally, eight months later, he wants to see me. So I was like, hey, I wouldn't mind maybe getting an apology face to face and just sitting down the way that I like to speak to people um, yeah. and just, you know, talk it out. And maybe there there could be a friendship. And so, you know, that did happen. But I didn't really walk away from it from great feelings because he still had this, you know, the way in which that we communicate with each other where he still felt very avoidant to me. And even having read this book and <laughs> um, knowing and understanding our attachment styles, it still kind of triggered my my anxiety about it you know it yeah. almost felt like I needed to talk more about it or to figure it out or I don't know so um so it's a work in progress yeah so is it is it something that you're going to be done with him basically you're you're moving on and like you're just kind of work on yourself kind of to get over this the whole thing or or are you still planning on making working out with him or what what is your plan you know, I really don't have a plan at this point. I mean, it wasn't, I mean, it was an okay interaction. Interaction wasn't great. Wasn't completely horrible. You know, he expresses that he wants a friendship and then, you know, I could try to be that friend, but then there's avoidant behavior that has happened since we've met. So it's kind of like damned if you do, damned if you don't. And I think I'm just in a better place feeling more peaceful about it with this understanding because you know one of the things in this book with the anxious avoidant attachment as the anxious attachment style you really begin to believe that maybe there's something wrong with you yeah and i think that's what was helpful in this book was to understand that it really wasn't anything necessarily that i was doing wrong or you know that he didn't like me personally as a person but there were some things in my style that were triggering for him and and vice versa so i'm kind of looking at it as hey if we can be peaceful with each other and every now and then check in hey how are you doing that's fine um but i'm not looking to like say hey now i know our attachment styles want to try and work on this and become more secure together <laughs> um that i don't think is an option yeah that makes a lot of sense. Well, 
I think that's that about sums up the book. And is there anything else that you want to say before we call it a day? Um, I guess I'd just comment real quick on how you were saying uh, earlier about not getting, it's funny, too attached to these attachment styles, yeah. not necessarily labeling ourselves with these, but just having more of an understanding. And this, you know, what you were saying just triggers a whole nother concept and idea. So I'm working on a book with a bunch of people and we're all reading Eckhart Tolle's A New Earth, which is all about ego and identification that the ego wants to have an identity and yeah. You know, wants to feel special and okay, so I'm this anxious attachment style and you're this avoidant. But really, if we can move away from that, like you were talking about, and not be so tied into the identity of this must be who I am, but just take it as knowledge and see where you can apply it and also see and understand how you are in relationship with intimacy with other people, you know, that's, that's the best, I guess, that we can all do is just try to continue to work to better ourselves. Yeah, I think that's good. And it's all about, for me, it's all about getting to your authentic truth and to, to, to feel free to be who you really are in the world and to ha live a more peaceful, kind of well-adjusted, happy existence, you know. And I think this the book helps you identify some of your, probably some of your lifelong trouble spots in your relationship. So hopefully you can recognize your patterns and, and then not repeat them and then attract a partner that's more suited to you, that's going to make you happy, that's going to allow you to be happy and peaceful and content in the relationship. So I think it's good. It's it's an interesting take. It's not like my favorite book of all time or it's not the end all be all of answers, but I think it's a, it's a really interesting perspective. So it's I'd good. Agree. All right. Well, thanks, April. I really appreciate you coming on and we'll definitely do another show together. And um, yeah, we'll talk soon. Okay, great. Thanks for having me back. All right. Thanks, April. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.